Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Spirit Seeker Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Spirit Seeker Magazine has been published for 18 years now. The September issue is our birthday issue. 18 years ago, um, we started as a quarterly newsletter, and then in 1997, um, we became a bi-monthly magazine, and then in 2001, we became a monthly magazine. So you can read all about wonderful happenings all over the U.S. and even into other parts of the world by going to www.spiritseeker.com. In addition, um, if you would like to be added to our Sacrosanct email list, all you have to do is uh, send us an email to info at spiritseeker.com and then we will um, and then request to be added to our um, email list and then we will send you a weekly email newsletter uh, just tells you about who the radio show is and um, who the guest is that week and it will also let you know when the magazine is online which um, the September issue will be online September 1st and it will be distributed throughout the Uh, primarily the Midwest where um, we started in the Midwest but we are also in Seattle, Washington now. So those will be arriving in your doorstep in Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, um, Kansas City, Seattle, and then also throughout different parts of the Midwest. Okay, so there. Now I've done all of my announcements. Now tonight we are going to be um, hearing from Chief Golden Light Eagle. He is um, uh, an amazing person on every level I whenever I get to interview him which I think this is my third or fourth time I get excited for days beforehand if not actually weeks he is the keeper and the knowledge person for all of the different star knowledge and the ancient teachings and I'm just gonna let chief tell you about himself because um, I know he's there and waiting so chief uh, welcome to the spirit seeker hour yeah good evening I know so you've been busy Sort of. Cleaning yeah. out the barn. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. Cleaning out the barn. Well, you know what? Cleaning out the I old mean, barn. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting ready for new energy coming in. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Chief, you know, we have a lot of uh, new listeners that are like, "Who is this man? And what is star knowledge? And what are the the star teachings?" And you know, so I just like to have you start with wherever you would like to start, and then we'll talk about the the upcoming Nashville conference. Oh, okay. Well, I could probably just add a little bit of that as I go along, you know, to Nashville sure. Arena because they have a little agenda that they asked me to share at that time. So, yeah, my name is. Uh, I have a lot of names. The spirits of different type of spirit worlds have given me different names, and they know me by others, such as Fanning Elk, you know, walks with many, Chionka, uh, Zuyamani, uh, uh, Zukia. There's many names that, that uh, the spirit world knows you by, depending on what dimension and what universal uh, area that you've you know, concentrated yourself at a different lifetime. So it's sort of unusual information, but that's just the way it is. And whether you, people believe me or not, that doesn't matter to me, you know, as long as I know what's going on in this part of my life. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they, I, 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 I worked a lot with, you know, our spiritual traditional ways back home on the Yankton Sioux Reservation for years with a group of 12 men. And the center point of, of all of this was a young man with, he was our grandson. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so during that time, I did a lot of teaching uh, different places of country circles and groups about sweat lodges and ran sun dances, about four or five sun dances 
in South Dakota about every year until I had a visitation in Savory, Wyoming in August of 1995, I believe, but yeah, August, yeah, 1995, <clears throat> in uh, which two uh, Tharp relatives that came and they um, more or less showed me a bar of symbols. And then when they spoke to me, they spoke to me in a different language that I understood perfectly. But even though I never heard it before, I understood everything. And these bars had a symbol on symbols on there. And when they were telling me, uh, I was I went into my ego self, and I swear I shouldn't have been. But I more or less thought, hey, I could, I could understand these guys, you know, mm-hmm. and when you use the word I, then you start getting the ego trip, and that's what I don't really don't like to get into at times, because a lot of information isn't mine, you know, uh, it doesn't come from me, it comes from the source, so, so uh, <clears throat> from that point on, we got an interruption by my son, he was watching out the window, and uh they stopped communicating, and uh, but from that, I remember these symbols, and it well, was kind of like obsessed with them in my in my mind because uh, I didn't know where to go with them. So when I returned home, um, I taught like at the local Indian school for like 12 years, Indian studies and the core language, you know, as an assistant. And But these children start coming in and they start telling us dreams about little men and all this. So, And uh, there was a list of things that I asked. Uh, I taught K through 12, but in that, in that uh, uh, curriculum, I told them that they could do their own, you know, they could do create their own curriculum. So I did a survey the whole school. It took a couple weeks, and I asked every student to write down everything that they wanted to learn, 10 subjects that has nothing to do with the school. So uh, when I received all the paper, um, I did like a public open of these little ballot-type thing papers, Mm -hmm. and we did it on the chalkboard. The number one thing that all the kids wanted to learn about was UFOs. And the number two was Bigfoot. The number three was like dreaming. And number four was uh, language. Number five, ceremony. And it went down like that singing, dancing, art, you know, craft, uh, beadwork, quillwork, and things like this. So it was all. Uh, right brain material. Creativity, right, absolutely. Yep. Uh, that's what they wanted. So I had to um, find out what it was, what's out there. So I started to, um, I had the experience of that visitation in my mind, you know. But at the same time, I had to develop this little curriculum with the with the children wanted, and I was just getting attached a little bit to computers. I I didn't want to go near a computer, but the school asked me to help them to develop a language program because our language, our language, we're losing our language. So to create a database, I said, oh, no, computers, but I called a friend. San Diego set up a workshop so I could learn about computers real fast, and the mm-hmm. school board uh, financed my trip. I went out to San Diego, but on the way out, I stopped at the border of Nevada and Mesquite. And when I went there, I was going to just relax and go into one of the com- casinos and win some money, but it didn't work out that way. And before, <laughs> before I was going to go in the casino, well, there was a little piece of paper that just just like in a movie, it's sort of like the wind blew it right in front of my feet. So I picked it up, and I was going to throw it away. But 
I opened it, I looked at it, and it was, um, it had on the International uh, UFO Conference Mesquite, Nevada, but I don't know the number, like the first, second, or third, I can't remember. So I looked at it, and I said, oh, I've never been to a UFO conference before, you know. So on the other side They're of the page, the layout of the buildings. So it had a little circle X marks the spot where it was going to be at. So I went over there, and I went in there, and there was nobody in the lobby, just just the vendors. It was quiet. So I walked around. I heard somebody talking in the room. So I asked that lady, what's going on in there? She said, lecture. I said, who's next? Who's talking next? She said, Dr. Ronnie killed the ex-surgeon general from Finland. So I said, how much? She said, $15. So I gave her $15. Door opened, everybody came out. I went in, sat up front, and I got the opportunity to listen to her. And when she talked about her experience, um, almost everything that she shared was was what I experienced. And at that time, I was thinking, what, why, why... How come I'm not there up there speaking? I experienced the same thing. So I thought about that. You'd been in a classroom with the children. You'd been changing the destiny of all these little children who were the future. And then here you are. I mean I mean Mm -hmm. I love I love it when, you know, spirit works this way. A piece of paper flying towards you. You could have just ignored it. Yeah, but I don't uh you have when no. you have the sixth sense and you're you're spiritually sensitive no. to certain things. Right, right there uh, it is. That's what's what happened, you know, destiny and all that right at your feet. Right. So, so that um, that part uh, was uh, I I went over there and I got to meet Giorgio Bon Giovanni and Doctor uh, Dr. Richard Boylan. Um, Dr. Ronnie Kilday, um, Robert Dean, and Michael Heisman. But Michael Heisman was the one that he he had a slideshow, and when he was presenting his slide, I noticed there was a bar that was really similar to the things that I've seen in my dream time way. And and I, but what he was sharing wasn't what I knew. It was it was the wrong information. I kept thinking, I said, hey, that's not what it means. You know, that's not what it means. That, that doesn't mean that. I know that. And so I, that, that was the first encounter as far as knowing that there was something out there. And the bar and the dream, they kind of came together. So Richard Boylan gave me the information. He sent it to me in the mail. And so what I did is, because of the dream, because of the information, the, the designs, well, we went into ceremony. And it took from December 6th to April 16th, I believe, um, to get all the information from our within our ceremonies. So um, that's where it started. And they told us to put it out because the, they said the four directions were ready. The people were ready for it. So when it came into... Um, the, we, we delivered it at a conference in, in June of 1996, a five-day conference. And all the big time, all Barbara, there was Barbara Marciniak, John Mack, you know, Whitney Strieber, name them, they were all there. They were all, they all came. The military I mean, was there. Commander I mean, the Grand. Pleiadians, I mean, Barbara Marciniak took the yeah. world by storm when she, you know, bringers of the dawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. th- th- 1996, people were really just waking up. I mean, many were awake, but that was, you know, the Internet started in 94, and by 96, it was, that's the first year Spirit Seeker hosted a holistic conference. And people yeah. didn't even know what things were. They were like, what is this stuff? And now, look, everybody's pretty, well, not everyone, but we're all so much more awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we delivered all the information there on what we did, what we had, you know, the basics. But I knew that there was more. So we went into ceremony from October, I believe, 12th to December 29th and 30th of that year. Wow. Then we ended up going to Chicago for New Year's and 
we grounded the information over there with with the uh, my companion Joan and her sister Jenny and her Tunka mother and a couple other relatives, Pathfinder and Silver Star. So, so from there, well, it was like a nonstop um, lecture, you know, all over the, the country on these on this information. So the information uh, we found out later that these bars were in the spaceship over. In there was 18 crashes in 1947 in, in the Four Corners area, and Roswell was the most famous crash. So in there, you notice that there were some bars, and actually over in Socorro, New Mexico, with the Palladian craft. So these bars uh, were shown publicly. They're still there on the Internet. So uh, we counted the, the symbols, and what we realized that the information that led to the universal and spiritual laws of creation, they called them. So, and there was 11 universal and 11 spiritual laws, and the 11 universal, universal laws were feminine, the masculine laws were spiritual. So, there, and, and each law had three guardians, one from the earth, one from the stars, and one from the ascended master rounds. So those um, are, are what people wanted, and they still are asking for them, you know. And I have I have the book, but, I mean, I have the information. We're trying to get it in book form. It's really hard because uh, uh, the spirit said, as is, you know, mm-hmm. not edited, as is. And we, there, was, there was one... <laughs> True seekers out of uh, San Diego area, they, they wanted it, and they, they wanted to edit it. I said, go ahead, try it, and they edited it, and they screwed it all up. <laughs> so we... You know, the Celestine <laughs> Prophecy was exactly the same way. You know, they wanted to chop, chop, change, change, and he said, yeah. mm, I don't think so. And do you know that, you know, eventually it was bought out, but it was with the condition that not one word was changed? Right. You know, this is um, this is you know when uh, you know you know. So you the right it's it's soon. It's going to be unedited and it's going to be perfect. Yeah. So we don't have too much of a control over that on a spiritual level because the, uh, uh, Archangel Michael is one of the original guardians, along with uh, one of our uh, master ascended masters from uh, down under uh, Tibetan area. Name was Istanbulji, and they're the they're the guardians. So we have to get you know in, uh, permission from them in the long run when we're ready to get. A lot of publishers wanted it, but I think by law they got to edit it. And I told them that it's, you know we won't need to go as is. Mm-hmm. I so understand. They kind, of, they kind of stop. So and uh, and Walmart wants it on their shelves and. Oh, that's but their hysterical. conditions are they cannot put anything on their shelf that is uh, self-published, you know. Has to go okay, well, Chief, I'm going, I'm going to send you an email through Jana's after the show. Okay. I think I know someone who will take it as is and take it to the world. Okay. And she has done, she was one of the original UFO investigators. She was like, I mean, she knows all about Area 54, I mean, et cetera, yada, yada. That's all I'm going to say. And, I mean, it, I mean, seriously, I'll connect the two of you, and she has her own publishing house in the U.S. and the U.K. And it just feels, and she's in charge of the UFO conference in Arkansas. Okay, okay so I say no more. It's a divine alignment. Oh, like Dolores Cannon. <laughs> it is. And I, have you met her? Oh, yeah. She's a... Her and I were on the first prophets conference over in LA Lax and and uh Well then you Barbara know her. Morning. I thought she would do this. I know she would. She's really yeah. busy. I know, but you know, she she you know, when it's right it all works and it will. Yeah. Yeah, just just go ahead and do that though. Um Um yeah, I, I, we did a few few things together way back when, you know. She's I understand. The, she's highly I know um, here. Has my respect, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, she took over the 30-year-old, um, the person who did it for 30 years in Arkansas um, made his transition. And, you know, Dolores took it over, and she's beaming it now, like, you know, just like you with technology. I mean, here you are, you're talking about 1995, 96, 95, actually, and you you were sent to a, a conference to learn about computers to be able to work with the children more. Well, you know, now... What's amazing to me, and you know it, is the technology, like you already have, the starknowledge.tv. I mean, it's beamed everywhere by satellite now. It's fascinating. Oh, okay. Well, I don't well, have it, but there's somebody else puts that up, stuff on up there. Yeah, well, everybody's supporting your work, so there you go. But um, but let's get back to this because, you know, this is so interesting. I mean, I we've talked about the UFOs many times, you know, and like you being in Wisconsin, you see activity all the time. But I don't want to oh. I don't want to throw you off track. But 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 seriously, isn't it crazy? I mean, every part of the world is talking about it. Oh, you know what I want to share with you? I went back to my reservation on July fourth. You know. And I uh, went to play some music because I like playing guitar. And there's this hill about maybe three miles out of town, max, up on the hill, and I could see everything in the lake. And there's a lake there. We played for about an hour, and we took a break. There was nobody there. It was just, you know, kind of like a, a private uh, group. And mm-hmm. we sat down. And I looked, uh, the lights were on down on the bottom, and we watched a few, you know, uh, fireworks and stuff. And I looked, and I noticed on top of the water tower, there was a big orange light just as big as the water tower. And I said, hey, guys, look at there's a light on that water tower. And I noticed the same size light, maybe it might have been about five blocks down on the east side, and from there about a quarter of a mile out by the lake. There was one there, so and they started moving really slow, and and uh, so I, I said, oh, I know who those are, you know, I know who those are. So um, they gradually moved up, and they moved together, and then they 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 went way up in the sky. That they flew, they went north. So we just sat there. There was about, maybe about 15 of us just sitting there quiet, just watching, because then I was thinking, I said, oh, shucks, I don't have a camera, you know. <laughs> you were playing camera, the guitar. But, yeah, we, uh, we had cameras, but they're, they're not going to work. They're, they're, they're worthless at night. So well, so we sat there. So three went, then three more came. Then... From Hello? eleven, yeah, from eleven o'clock to twelve forty-three, we sat there and watched them, Amazing. and they were coming out of the lake. They were coming out of the lake, and they're they're coming along. They're coming out the ground, and we, um, I'm I'm feeling about anywhere from seventy to eighty uh, starships starships that were there. And That's one amazing. even came. One came came out of the housing, came up out of the housing. I don't know if I never did ask anybody uh, from that, in that town about anything. I, I know everybody, almost everybody in that community, but but just the ones that were sitting there, and uh, we watched them. And to this day, I go I go over the YouTube every now and then to check on the new sightings and all that. There's nothing uh, compared to what we've seen, you know, in a in a big fleet of ships that just kept coming on the ground, coming out of the lake. They're coming out of the out of the lake mostly. You know, Chief, so, it's it's just it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that was such mm-hmm. a gift. And it's like almost your private 4th of July, well, it was your private 4th of July, just visit with spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a good celebration. I like, I like the, you know, the light show from them. We, we enjoyed it. It was, it was a historical. Well, you know, it's a, it's a funny story. I have a, I have three children and I've raised other children too, but, but three of my own. And, um, 
my 28-year-old just kind of like, I mean, he he knows a lot of what I do, but the UFO was kind of like off his radar. He's like, Mom, really? And I'm like, absolutely. You just watch in the next few years. You know, the U.S. has kept a, a tight lid on this. I said, but France and a lot of the other European countries are just tired of the agreement they made back when, um, you know, a lot of the stuff first started happening. And I said, you hear about it in Europe. You hear it about it in the spiritual communities. But, you know, I said, you watch. So he sends me this link through Facebook. It was some advertisement for Ford, Ford Autos. And all of a sudden, the Ford logo morphs into a UFO alien type figure with Bud Light across it. I mean, it was not even a Bud Light commercial, but all of a sudden it was an alien with Bud Light in the middle. And my son said, he said, okay, okay, this UFO, I get it. You know, I mean, it's like a Ford commercial and all the people subliminally are being, I mean, it's kind of funny that it has Bud Light in the middle of it. But, but I mean, what are the chances of that? That wasn't planned. Yeah. You know, we had about eight ships come over the house daylight. Evening, like like tonight, it's just nice out. And Eleven, uh, twelve, uh, eight of them came over, uh, and they were quiet. I mean, they were the lowest that I've ever seen, you know. And these ones were like maybe a hundred yards up, maybe. And we've seen the bottoms, bottoms of them, and they went over the house, and we couldn't see them on the other side because it was on the other side of the house. And but there were some people that were here. That were standing uh, standing there, and they seen them, and and they they did a, a complete right angle turn upwards and went straight up and disappeared. You know, Chief, would you would you mind sharing? I mean, I love the story of when you were a child, and you were doing something you weren't supposed to with your friends, and then all of a sudden, that was your, wasn't that your first visitation when you were on oh. the church steps you were sitting? Or I, yeah. I, I have parts of it. Okay, I love the, would you mind sharing? Oh, okay. I, uh, we, used to, we lived in a small community called Greenwood, South Dakota. Uh, it used to be where uh, Lewis and Clark landed, you know, and we lived about 100 yards from where he landed along the river. And uh, we lived about two miles uh, at that time, two miles east of there, and we always kind of made plans to meet up and visit and all that. We're like seventh, eighth grade, and I had to wait till I hear my mom and dad snoring, then I kick <laughs> off. <laughs> the dogs would come with me, and I go downtown and I'm down in that little village, and um, we would find each other by whistling. Uh, there was no electricity back then; uh, just the cops had one. The, the the police, the church had a light, and the store had a light. Everybody else, we used kerosene lights. So uh, anyway, we were visiting one night, and somebody more or less said, hey, look, you know. And we looked at the river, and there was this big, giant ball of, there was a fluorescent green fire. It looked like fire, and it was rolling up the river, and it must have been, uh, I was guessing like five stories tall, you know. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that, but uh, I've always said that because I, I went by. A, we got three-story buildings, and that light was bigger than that—that that ball of light. So we went out. We 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 uh, we we scattered. We hid, but I hid underneath this big propane tank. That's how small I was. But my nose wouldn't fit underneath there, so I and my head was sideways. <laughs> then I, all of a sudden. I thought, hey, they might shoot at me with their ray gun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're, I mean, you, that's the little thoughts you have. I mean, really, it's like, what? Oh, <laughs> the little green men, are they going to come out? But, you know, I mean, you were you were just a teenager when that happened. And you couldn't exactly go home and tell mom and dad about it, you know, or I, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. But, I didn't but, tell them until 1976. <sighs> wow. That's how long it took for me to remember it. And this was like in the 60s, you know, maybe 10 years later. So. Right. You know, I mean, I I have, so, you know, encountered so all, my very first... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So we ran to the river, all of us ran to the river, and we just stood there and we watched it roll up the river about a couple miles, three miles. Then there was a bend on the Nebraska side. It took that bend and it went up the, uh, the river towards the Fort Randall Dam. But none of us could talk about it. 
otherwise it'll spoil our our rendezvous in the evenings or the late night visitations, you know. So we were just having fun, but I, I kept it to, we kept it to ourselves. Every now and then, most of the people that I knew at that time, they're all dead now, except for one, two, two men. And I asked them about it, and they, they just say, oh, you know, sometimes we think about that, and we don't have any answers. You know, Chief, you you um, you just have done so much. And, you know, listeners, I want to just tell you just a little bit because Chief didn't give all this. He's known as Chief Standing Elk, Chief Golden Light Eagle, Chief Black Spotted Horse. Right. He's one of the original co-carriers of Turtle Island. He's a Sundance Chief of the Black Spotted Horse Clan. He's a Nakota, Dakota, Lakota hereditary chief. He's a member of the Lakota I don't know how to say Iyungtawan. 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 Okay, band of the Yankton Sioux Nation of South Dakota. Um, I could go on and on. And you know, you you talk about you know when you um, you know it took from this time period to that person that time period for all of you doing ceremony before the knowledge fully came through. So for people who have no concept of what these minds and the spiritual gelling of all of you coming together and doing ceremony, you know, crying for a vision. Would you would you share with our listeners what that means when you you and these other um, receivers of the information when you are doing ceremony? What does that mean? I mean, I know and you know, but a lot of people oh, are like, uh, what is he talking about? Yeah, it's called Humbaletia or Humbaletia, depending on what tribe you're from, Lakota or Dakota. Um, it's is crying for a dream or a vision, and what you do is you go up on a on a hilltop, and and I I did that, and, and I was instructed to do that by the thunder and lightning people. So, and they said that when I was, when I when I go, they're gonna come. So at that time, I just said in my mind, I said, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. I went up there with just a blanket, you know, naked, and and uh, had a little. They built a little shelter for me to sit in in case it rains or whatever. So I got there, and I noticed there was a flash in the west. I said, uh-oh. And before you know it, well, that that thunderstorm was right above me, you know, just just a, a, a wild thunderstorm. And when it would light up, I noticed there was 12 men standing in front of me. They were maybe about about five yards away and they were all dressed in buffalo robes and they're old men and I could see them real clear when it lightning and I I, I, I had the you know overwhelming uh, sensation of being ashamed of myself because they could see through me they could see you know everything about me I, I got very ashamed for the way I was thinking and all this kind of stuff so um then, then there was lights that came, and uh, I remember the lightning. The lightning knocked me down to the ground, and I, uh, I begged for mercy. I was hanging on to the ground, <laughs> the grass, <laughs> laying on my belly. So, and then I, I went out. I like, I, I guess the word fainted is really a good term, because <laughs> it was too much for my system, you know. Even though I was used to doing ceremony and stuff like that, well, that was intense. So I woke up that next morning, and the blue sky, and there was a there was a man singing to me, but I couldn't see him. I could hear his voice. He sang me three songs, and I knew the songs, but I couldn't retain the memory. When when I hear them, I know I I knew them, but I couldn't keep them. You know, it took me about three years to. To bring them out of my system. So, but during that time, um, I I was told not to kill anything, and I knew what that meant. Like if there's mosquitoes or fleas or gnats or uh, any kind of bugs come around, you just endure, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all and one and one I was praying, and all of a sudden I felt something bite my shoulder, so I slapped it, and I said. Uh-oh, <laughs> killed something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that ends it. Yeah, and I looked at it, and it was a little mat, and it was all, you know, smushed up really bad. So 
Then I, I thought about it. I said, I, you know, I'm not supposed to kill you. I, I don't know what to do, you know. I don't know where you guys go when you die, if you have a nat heaven or, you know, someplace. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything. I said, so maybe all I could do is sing you a song and, and pray that wherever you guys go that you'll get there safe and everything will be okay, you know. I was thinking like that. So I started singing this song, and just when I, I was standing to the west and I turned to the north, and all of a sudden there was a voice that started singing along with me on my left, like a hole opened up in the air and a voice, but I couldn't see anything. I was looking, and but and then on my right, another voice started singing. So there was two voices, and I stopped. And this, this chill came over my body. It started with my feet, and it came up, and, and it, it was like an invisible line came. And when it come to the top of my crown, it, it opened up. Then, then uh, when it opened up, I just started crying, you know. And I think that's that's what was needed for me to heal whatever it was that was keeping me from my own growth was to open up on my all on my temples, you know. So that. That's kind of like where the, how my first my first fasting was on my crying for vision. And so when I did go home, when they come and got come to get me and they take me into ceremony and I had to share my uh, experience, a little gnat came in and he said, "I I uh, I came to tell you something, but you killed me." And uh, and uh, so I made you feel the way I felt. But after that, after my cry, I felt lonesome, felt lo- you know lonely, and I felt bad and all this. And it was really, uh, really hard to, you know, I just sat there and I really felt bad. But that's what he was throwing into me. He says, you have many purposes in life. He said, one purpose is to sing. We want you to learn the songs. So that was my first uh, instruction. So from there, I started learning all kinds of songs, you know, uh, ceremony, different types of songs for different medicine men. But thank for just about every medicine man growing up in the, in, uh, in South Dakota. They're all, almost all gone now. So that was uh, my first experience with crying for a vision. That's beautiful, Chief. That is that is just I mean, I, I've not I did not hear that story before and you know, I call it soul singing. Like when the singing like when you heard that you recognized it and then you know, like when we get these downloads of, of codes and information and you know, it's all it, it I understood when you said it was intense and it was almost you fainted. It's like it's like so much infusion of energy and love all at the same time i know you know what i mean and maybe i'm not wording it correctly but but you know it's 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 a it's a big responsibility and it's an honor and that little gnat i mean look with just swatting that gnat and everything that came from that and i don't know i i think that the world is a funny place right now and uh, so many people are not getting that you know the thoughts are things you know thoughts are energy and you know, the the work you're doing with these Star Knowledge Conferences and bringing so many diverse people together who have the same same intention of connection, and, and maybe you can talk about how the conferences came to be. You know, my first <clears throat> introduction uh, with your conferences was the 11-11-11, but, um, but you've been bringing people together way long, you know, before that. So why don't we talk just a little bit about how it came to be that, the conferences um, evolved to the Star Knowledge Conferences. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know, the Spirit said, uh, you know, put it out there that people are, are, are ready. And so I didn't know what I didn't know what they meant. But I got a call from from my companion from Chicago, and my well, my my sister wanted me to go out to DC, so I stopped in and we. In Chicago, we we caravaned over there, and we went to a sweat lodge over there, and it was be behind a four-star general's mansion, you know, and that was kind of different <laughs> out in the country. 
Yeah, and uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to my sister. She knows who it was, you know. But I, I kind of she told me one time, and I just purely forgot about it. And then that sweat lodge, I was I was singing for for the one that was pouring the water, the medicine man. I was just in South Dakota, and all of a sudden this man came in my third eye, and, and I knew exactly who he was, and. And he said to me, he said, my name is Jesus Christ. He said, remember my suffering. And and then he shot he he shot all these um, emotions in me that he had when he was on the cross about uh, fear. He had fear, you know, just like human beings. He had intense love for his mother. He had doubt. He wanted his, any human being would want to live. You know, he wanted his father that he talked about to save him, almost save him. That all these human feelings, they were, they were really intense to a point where I had a hard time speaking. And when I tried to talk after that, I, I would cry. I would cry. And I, I couldn't hardly talk. So and I, they introduced me to this lady over in Manassas, uh, uh, I think it's West Virginia, and um, she was a channeler, and I never knew, I didn't know what a channeling was or nothing like that, so there were, people were asking her questions, and when it came to me, uh, they asked me to stand up, I stood up, and I couldn't talk, I started crying, so she came up, she said, come up, come up here, come here, so I went over there. Went up there in front of everybody, and she 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 was she said, "Give me a hug." She's sitting in this chair, so I leaned over down, and she whispered in my ear. She said, "Congratulations, you know you have met the master himself." So then I I told her, I mean I I said, "Could you uh could you share something with him?" She said, "What? Tell him thank you." So that was. This lady was the one that helped us and told her what was told to me by the Spirit. So she's the first one that created the first Star Knowledge Conference. And she just simply asked me, said, where do you want it? So I said, on my home, home, uh, homeland, because that's the hardest place to do anything like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So she, she said, who do you want to be there? I said, it doesn't matter, whoever you feel. So that it was five days, and uh, all the light workers, ufologists, uh, authors of you know, uh, and uh, military, FBI, UN, NATO, uh, naval intelligence, uh, CIA, name them, they were all there to share medicine men. So it was a good conglomeration and a variety of you know, awareness that popped in and they, they wanted to know what those symbols were. <laughs> so it took me like two hours and on a chalkboard to write them down and, and uh, hear the information of what the Spirit gave me. You know, it's just so amazing. As a child, you just had like these amazing experiences, but you know, you were prepared. You were prepared, you know, as a seventh or eighth grader with that infusion of light, you know, out in the middle of total darkness, and then here is this over five-foot-tall light just beaming, beaming your way. And, you know, Chief, what what do you think, um, what do you think the reason is, is that, do you think it's that people just don't understand that there's higher intelligence reaching out to us? Or, I mean, why do you think there's so much activity now versus, you know, 50 years ago? Well, uh, um, feeling uh, has to do with their children because the spirit told us that the government has taken our children away faster than we're making them. And they didn't quite explain that, but over the years we kind of come to a conclusion about the pineal gland, you know. Uh, They don't allow the pineal to be uh, uh, serviced with uh, uh, spirituality, you know. And they knock the educational system in there before puberty so that it's all left brain information 
And all the right brain information, such as seeing imagine, imaginary friends and visiting, you know, are knocked out by religion, saying, you know, these you, you little guys are crazy, don't be talking to them, you're, you know, you have a vivid imagination. And the parents uh, uh, wouldn't support their child's uh, dreams. They, they couldn't understand their dreams and all that. I never thought about it, but, you know, I, I have so many friends who, whose parents, grandparents, et cetera, were like, you stop that right now. I mean, um, my friend, you know, was very close to the neighbor lady next to her, and, you know, after she, after the neighbor lady died, I mean, my friend had total visits from her and conversations and everything, and she told her parents, and, you know, just like you were describing, it's like, absolutely not, don't talk about that. But that's interesting. I, I've never heard this theory on this, and it makes sense. Well, it does, because uh, a lot of our children now, uh, they come to ceremony in their first uh, Sundance that they attended a few years ago. Um, they came back with the uh, knowledge of all the songs, you know, all the songs. It took me years to to learn. <laughs> they, they knew them. They came that, right in. Yeah, so... When we did sweat sweat lodges and stuff, they wanted they wanted to come in and sing. Amazing. Well, there's healing in these songs. I mean, you know, uh, I could go on and on. We do have a, a listener. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to forget. Uh, there's a listener with a question, and if you, um, it's Patricia. And if anyone else that is listening has a question for Chief, all you have to do is press one star on your phone, and um, Nate will, um, my producer will bring you on. But Patricia, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. This is just an incredible show. Thank you so much for having it. Um, I have a question, and um, I live in the Southwest, and I have a piece of land, uh, Chief, that I take care of, and um, I'm starting to see, like, elementals and and just beautiful things uh, evolving here. And, um, however, I am surrounded by neighbors who just do not care, and... um, they're letting like all the non-native uh, weeds grow, and um, I'm trying to protect my land from all that uh, because the native plants here are just thriving, and I don't want them to become polluted by the non-native weeds that the neighbors are just allowing to grow. And since you're speaking about the stars and, and the keepers of the stars and and the masters and everything um i wanted to find out do you have any words of encouragement for me um i am a a very big advocate for taking care of the land and i i leave it natural and i don't kill anything and i'm trying to do the right thing and i get discouraged by the neighbors and the people that don't care around me a couple people have moved out and I did have dreams, and <laughs> I know, and, and the spirit has really been working with me. But um, is there a keeper of <laughs> the, a master that that will help me, you know, in all this? Uh, help you to what? Well, in what I'm doing, and um, I know I'm doing the right thing, but I just get so discouraged. Um, you know of of the the surroundings and uh, yeah. Don't worry about what people think or what they're saying. You know, I know there's laws to mow your mow your lawn. You know, <laughs> and it has to be about so many inches tall, and we get fined for not cutting our lawn. One hundred dollars fine. The last one was what one hundred seventy-five dollars. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, people just don't like grass. All grass. My cousin does that. He he got a he got a warning to cut his grass. He said, "I'm not cutting it. I like the way it is. You know, it's like two feet tall. <laughs> That's my grass, my lawn. You know." So. Well, what's growing here is like um, we have a non-native weed, the Russian thistle. That when it turns brown, it turns thistly, and then it spreads like thousands of seeds. And I'm trying to keep that away from my property. Um, 
but with the natural laws and like um, the laws of the stars, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, do you know that is there protection for me? Is there help? For yeah, me? There, there, there actually is. There's a when you use universal spiritual laws, there's there's laws that protect the land. So I don't have the symbols with me right at the at the at the moment. Uh, but the laws do protect the land, and you have to draw that uh, symbol on your land and circle it and, and ask for protection. To it. And that creates a, uh, you know, a vibration that's only equal to the vibration of the land. So uh, if the other people don't have that vibration, they just don't go there. You know, they kind of stay at a distance and they let things go. But their inner, everybody is born with a very high uh, intensity of light that they forgot. So the inner levels will that they have uh, uh, their vibrations will will uh, will identify with that. Their high vibrations and they'll just leave it alone. Uh, so there there are symbols that that people use. That we've done that uh, in different parts of the when we go. And when there's, when there's a sign at these parks, sometimes they say no ceremonies. We we do ceremonies, <laughs> and and that's to protect you know to to protect the land as is, and honor the uh, ancestors that are there. So you give uh, we we always give tobacco and make prayers, you know, to because there, we're the physical keepers, but there's also spiritual keepers that that you need to connect with on the land. We have some here that come and go, uh, and uh, from from the tribe that's that's original to this land. But their their spirit form comes and just you know is part of the ceremony. They don't say very much because we're in that same condition over where we live. We did live in town, but too many laws like that, and uh, it, it 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 doesn't fit well. So we ended up moving out in the country. And there's not too many people that uh, the laws of the township doesn't apply out here. I see. Um, mm-hmm. So but we do ceremony. Do all, we do ceremony every moon, every full moon, all equinoxes, and all the you know uh, solstices, eclipses, and all this. We we know what to do because it's embedded in our DNA now. So uh, that that you need to uh when when i go down to nashville i'm going to share a lot of that how i have more time to share all that information and you know go directly to the type of symbol that you need to to use utilize it's a very important very important that uh, these symbols actually work you know they work there's very powerful uh interpretations that come from the spirits of the land mm-hmm. uh the, the uh, and and uh, I watched the spirits of the land actually sort of like attack people, like the owls. I remember one mm-hmm. wasn't in his right mind, and there was two owls that came and just, you know, didn't scratch him or none, but just flew around his head <laughs> and then knocked him for a little silly loop. And he was different after that. He was nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well... Um, the sage around my property has pretty much let me know never to cut it because they have faces, and they have. I'm serious; they do have faces, um, so I don't do that. But um, I pray to Michael, the archangel, every night to place his diamond dome of protection around my property, and okay. I just wanted to hear some encouragement from you. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, need to go to uh, Uriel and Aurora, the archangels, and the the, the Archaea for for that type of help now. Because Archangel Michael, his his job was uh, age of Pisces, and he's been really success, successful with the work that he's done with people. So now another influence of our archangels are 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 there for for the age of Aquarius. Uh, Okay, so I can go to Archangel uh, Aquar- uh, Aurora and Uriel. And Uriel, oh yes, I call it Uriel. Aurora. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Patricia, thank you so much for calling. Um, 
Thanks. You know, and, and if you can get to Nashville, do so. It's September 18th through 20th, and um, it's just, you know, if you can get there, you know, you'll, you'll be so happy. But thank you so much for calling tonight. Bar thank knowledge. you for the word of encouragement. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And yeah. yeah, just just believe in just believe in your what you uh, what you're about, and everything will be okay. You know, you don't have to believe in anything but yourself. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Patricia. And um, gosh, Chief, I mean, this this conference has so many different people. We have an article by uh, Magdala Ramirez, who is a medicine woman um, born in Mexico, and she's very knowledgeable in the ancient Mayan and Aztec wisdom. There's an article, uh, listeners, in the August-September of Spirit Seeker on page 7. But some of the different people is Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, Grandmother Silverstar, um, Dr. Dream, uh, Yolinda Martinez, Terry Sings with Ravens um, Rivera, there's Chief Blue Star Eagle, um, and he's an artist, and we've had his artwork on our cover before. Um, Amar Luz I met when I was in Egypt in 2008, and uh, Walks with New Beginnings Woman. You have, I do not know how to say his last name, Abel Kozabwatli, I'm not sure. I just just call him Abel. (laughs) <laughs> yes, very good. Thank you. Okay, and then um, um, as I mentioned, Magdala Ramirez, and then um, Itasha uh, Mazatin, grandmother uh, Mary Lightweaver. I could go on and on and on. You have so many wonderful speakers. So this, uh, listeners, you can um, go to StarKnowledgeNashville.com. Uh, uh, all of the different information is there, and the prices on this conference are amazing. Um, the regular conference. For all th- all three days, um, two hundred and twenty-two dollars. If you are only able to find your way for um, a single day, is eighty-eight dollars. If you're a senior, it's one seventy-seven, and you can buy two get one half off for three thirty-three. Which, where can you go and get this much knowledge in you know? you know, packed into three days of coming together with so many people. And, you know, Chief, what, 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 is, what is your favorite memory of one of these conferences? Of, I mean, I'm sure you have many. I'm probably putting you in the spot. There's probably not just one. But, but if something comes to mind, just one of the just, like, blessed memories of everyone coming together for these conferences. I think the first one was, was fun because I didn't know what a conference was. You know, <laughs> myself. And what I did is... Uh, Almost every speaker that was there, I went uh, visit with them. I rubbed their belly, and uh, it would put them into a, uh, a, a. It would surprise them, you know. And I didn't know why I was doing that. Uh, so later, I was watching um, a video on TV, one of them nature videos or one of them documentaries about these guys that go out and and they get alligators and they rub their bellies and, and, it, and it puts them into a different state, comatose state. Uh, it it uh, neutralizes the reptilian energy in which we all have. So that was, a, I used a Buddha rub on everybody. I was going to say it's the Buddha rub and then it's also the umbilical cord. It's like the, it's the connection to the ethers. I mean, but when you were, when you were describing that, I thought, oh my gosh, he's rubbing everyone's Buddha belly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an automatic thing. I, I don't know what made me do it. I just did it, you know. Well, you listen. I, you listen. And you didn't even probably know who your speakers were because you totally empowered this person that you met. To just, I don't know. You decide what, who the speakers are. And I think that's the beautiful part of your wisdom as a teacher, whether it's kindergarten through grade 12, you know, in the, in the middle of the reservation or at one of these conferences, you empower people, you trust and know. And, you know, every person that I've met through you, whoever, whatever organizer or whatever, it's always the most beautiful experience and heartfelt, you know, just totally heartfelt. Like one, so, one, of the, one of the tools is what you says you empower them. Is One is that I don't take, try very hard not to take anything from anybody. Even if they come with a problem, I don't, I don't you try to use any kind of advice at all. 
and the first thing I ask them after they tell me their problem, I, I ask them, well, what do you feel? And they give them themselves their own answer, you know, and they carry their own answer, but they always just want to externalize and get it from somebody else when they have the powers and the answers with, that are already within them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the self-empowerment, and that's the solar plexus and crown chakra and third eye, you know, just listening and being willing, you know, to, to listen, you know, and so you're empowering people, and we're almost out of time. I cannot believe this. It always goes by so fast. I want to give the phone number um, to register or with any questions at all. You can also fax to this line. It's 800-221-6801, 800-221-6801. And the website, once again, is www.starknowledgenashville.com. There is a Star Knowledge Facebook page that has, I forget how many people that connect within that group. There's a Star Knowledge Nashville um, Facebook page. Page and you know, just just join others in this you know wonderful wonderful offering that um, Chief is bringing together with so many other people, visionaries, and you know the elders and the knowledge, the light keepers. So, Chief, I can't thank you enough. I I know how busy you are, so thank you so much for um, taking taking this time and and sharing with with all of us. So, thank you. They have a very beautiful crew with Rosanna and Janice and Gary, Angela, Steve, and the whole whole crew of dedicated, committed, uh, uh, beautiful people that are in it for, you know, helping people to grow on the inner level. So um, uh, it's going to be a good one. I could feel it. You know, it's going to be a very beautiful time again. It's going to be very beautiful. And it's also the equinox, yes? Right. Uh, uh, I think so. No. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's around that I time. think it is. I mean, I, 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 I think I, it feels like it's right. If not, it's right around there. <laughs> that's the ceremonial time. Yes, absolutely. Of- oh, my gosh. So, Chief, you are always welcome. I am just delighted that um, you found the time to be my guest this evening. And listeners, remember, the minute the show is um, complete, the archived uh you know, file is there. All you have to do is send people to spiritseeker.com. They click on the radio show icon at the top of the page. It takes you right to the blog talk page. And, you know, you can listen to this. You, it's, a, it's, a, it's an iPod. These are iTunes. You download it if you want, or you can just sit right at your computer and listen to it. This is like the wonders of technology. And I just want to remember, uh, remind you that if you like this show on, on uh, blog talk, it just makes the blog talk people who watch the statistics happier. They're like, oh, they're not only listening, they like the show. So if you favorite the show, um, you know, it just it just helps. And if you send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, we'll add you to our sacrosanct email list. We, we do not sell it. We've had it for, you know, since 1996, um, actually before then. So, um, so, okay, enough of that. But Chief, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I'm just sending a lot of love, and we're, we're going to put a couple of email blasts out and we'll do some Facebook posting even more about your wonderful conference and thank you so much so much for what you're doing thank you for what you're doing can you give a final blessing to us a beautiful blessing a prayer okay
me 